0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And Nitro's Garage, for all your automotive needs, call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PartyPupInfo, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. Hi, it's your buddy Mike Messier, this is the AEW Apologist video, I believe it's number 30, and I'm going to have a very special announcement at the end of this video concerning the future uh, of uh, my involvement in the Montana Faro YouTube channel and uh, AEW Apologist, so stick around towards the end, but right now let's first uh, talk about the, the big happenings. So I think a big thing that happened this past week or so was this um, uh, John Moxley-Wheeler-Uda match and the repercussions. Now, if you saw the match on Rampage, it was a pretty epic, uh, bloody match. Uh, Most of the blood or all the blood coming from Wheeler Yuta himself in a losing effort. uh, You know, but but like that old ECW trope, you know, the guy that that goes, there's a difference between going over and getting over, and one guy went over, one guy uh, got over, which was uh, Moxley, but one guy... uh, gets over, meaning that he kind of earns respect and the admiration of the fan base, which would be Wheeler Yuda. And um, so far as uh, Tony Khan came out after the show in Boston and kind of uh, vocally admonished, or not admonished, but put over, the reverse of admonished he, con- he condoned uh, Wheeler Yoda- Yuda. Interesting name, by the way. I-, I didn't know if that was an Asian name or what it was. Yuda, I'm not sure the... The, the ethnicity of Yuda or the heritage of Yuda, uh, but maybe there'll be more to be told. We haven't seen, a, at least I haven't seen, a whole lot of the guy on the mic. I mean, he's spoken a little bit about his, his wanting to be taken seriously. He, he doesn't want to just be a best friends comedy guy. He wants to be a real guy. And it looks like at this point he is the newest uh, third uh, wrestling member and fourth member overall of uh, what they're calling the, the Blackpool uh, Fight Club, I believe. Uh, the uh, William Regal Group uh, with uh, Moxley and Brian Danielson. So, pretty fast company that he's in already. So, you have to give the, the gentleman credit for that. And a lot of people are saying that this is a great example of AEW making a star. You know, that was the criticism that WWE or WWF fans used to throw at WCW all the time. Oh, you didn't make stars. We made all the stars. We made Diesel and Razor. Well, the reality was, uh, Kevin Nash as Vinny Vegas and, uh, and, uh, the Wizard of Oz guy. And, uh. Uh, you know Razor Ramon as as uh, uh, as as Diamond Stud and as Big Scott Hall or Gator Scott Hall, they came from WCW first, then they went to WWF, and then they came back, and uh, you know. But you also had guys like Diamond Dallas Page and Sting, who were really uh, born and bra- uh, raised in WCW, as well as Goldberg. Okay, as much as I hate and despise Goldberg, he was a WCW guy. Uh, you know, on, on, in the mid card, you had guys like, you know, Mortis or Glacier, Norman Smiley. They never spent time uh, in the WWF before they were big names in WCW. Uh, now we get to this generation, and there's tons of, um, you know, what, like I like to call them, McIdiot Marks, who say that uh, AEW didn't make any stars or can't make any stars, but yet, um, uh, you know, Jungle Boy, MJF. I mean, MJF recognized as probably the best heel in the business right now. Um, these guys are uh, born and raised in AEW. Okay, so uh, now we look at this situation. We have all these talents: Tony Storm, um, you know this Wheeler Yuta individual, Keith Lee. It, it, you know he's doing his thing. Had a, had a, has this feud with Powerhouse Hobbs. There's plenty of action for the AEW fan to sink their teeth in. Uh, would Would want to give my respects to the tag team of FTR. They had a great week. Um, defeating the Briscoe brothers, I did not watch that match. I did not watch that Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Odd timing from AEW. Um, you know, this ROH pay-per-view was scheduled on a Friday night, kind of competing, in a sense, with AEW Rampage. Um, so that's... You know, unfortunate, but that's what happened when you know Tony bought the ROH company. He inherited that time slot for that Friday night pay-per-view and so forth. Uh, but just a lot of excitement here. Uh, the Briscoes um, uh, getting defeated by FTR for the ROH tag team title. I guess Wheeler Yuta won their pure wrestling title that same night. So you can already see the influence that Tony is kind of putting over the AEW guys over the ROH guys, uh, similar to how, uh, a generation or two ago, uh, the Jim Crockett Promotions wrestlers all went over the UWF wrestlers, okay, you had, uh, Barry Windham come in and win the Western States Heritage Title Tournament, um, which was a UWF secondary title, but uh, Barry Windham, a Jim Crockett Promotions guy, got it, so it's kind of the same old song and fucking dance, it's like... We've seen that Tony Khan, um, you know, as much as he wants to be the owner of ROH, his baby, his brainchild is still AEW, so he wants to make sure that his guys, namely FTR, and in this case, Wheeler Yuta, are taken care of. Uh, what else? Well, so now there's this whole big thing now that you might have seen if you're an educated wrestling fan, is that apparently the ownership, um, or the not the ownership, but the... The network, uh, TNT, has merged with Discovery, apparently, or, or Warner Brothers Media, whatever, has merged with Discovery. So there's some concern already that, um, you know, the standards and practices of Discovery, that the people from their side of the merger are not going to be as accepting or as uh, um, uh, tolerant of, of the hardcore wrestling. Would the people behind Discovery Network, would they enjoy uh, things like uh, Nick Gage taking a pizza cutter to Chris Chergo's forehead or running a pizza cutter through his mouth or Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa having a bloody woman's match. So the, the theory here, folks, is that similarly uh, to the late 90s when WCW was having a lot of trouble uh with the turner merger that uh you know um good old uh eric bischoff has talked about so many times on his podcast and in his books um will this happen here with aew will will they have to soften their edges a bit will they have to uh, cut out the swearing or the blood or uh things of that nature and uh we don't know right now, I guess it's one of those wait and see type of things, but it is of concern, you know, and, uh, to be quite honest with you folks, I've had some concerns about AEW recently, uh, specifically with this ROH purchase, it, it kind of just makes me think of those old days of Jim Crockett promotions, buying out the Florida territory in the central states and it kind of in mid South and it kind of backfired to be honest on, uh, On Jim Crockett Jr. I mean, buying those companies, I think he paid something like a million dollars. That number's been disputed uh, for the Mid-South, but whatever he paid for that, paid for Central States, paid for Florida. What did he really get for his money? Uh, Jim Crockett Jr. I'm talking about. This is like 86, 87, 88 uh, time period, mostly 86 and 87. And the answer is not much. I mean, he did get some good talents. He did get Sting. Uh, From Mid-South, he got Barry Windham from Florida. I'm not sure if he got anybody uh, from Central States, maybe Nord the Barbarian, or or not Nord the Barbarian, the traditional Barbarian. Uh, So to me, uh, there's already a surplus of, of good wrestlers. I mean, that's one thing I've said in prior episodes. There's not a shortage of good wrestlers at any given time, really. There's always a ton of wrestlers. Another ass will fill your seat. And so forth, but I do, I do kind of worry a little bit about the future of AEW. Uh, Tony's on this big spending campaign. What's what's his goal? Is his goal to be the number one wrestling company in the world? Is his goal to compete with WWE to supplant WWE? Um, <laughs> that talk of just being an alternative when AEW first started, uh, in a sense. AEW kind of took over the role of alternative from ROH and Impact Wrestling, as far as the uh, North America goes. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, 10 or 15 years ago, that uh, Total Non-Stop Action Wrestling or Impact Wrestling, they probably peaked around 2009, 2010. Uh, financially, I think their glory years were about five years ahead of that, creatively, 2005, when... You had Team 3D just came in. You had Kurt Angle just coming in. Uh, But eventually, you know, through a lot of bad decisions and and losing network deal after network deal, uh, Impact Wrestling uh, declined greatly. Uh, They just didn't seem like they knew what they were doing to the point where they're putting a men's title on a woman and so forth. So uh, now we're at the point where, um, you know, uh, to their credit, AEW struck... At just the right moment, you know, the WWE was having some really bad years creatively, 2016, 2017. They had lost guys like CM Punk. Uh, they had mishandled uh, Daniel Bryan, as they called him. Uh, they had a couple of champions back-to-back, John Cena and Roman Reigns. Uh, in particular, top baby faces that weren't well-liked. I don't care what anybody says about... Um, you know, John Cena and Roman Reigns, the point is when your top babyface is getting booed out of the arena on a nightly basis, I don't think that's good for wrestling. I don't think that's good for a wrestling company. And I guess the retort would be it doesn't matter if they're cheering or booing as long as they make noise. Perhaps, but just, just for the um, sake of storyline and the sake of creativity and the sake of, you know, good guys and bad guys, I just, I, the whole thing with John Cena... You know, you could see going back to WrestleMania 22 when he's getting booed versus Triple H, and Triple H was still getting booed. Both guys were getting booed at the beginning of that match. Um, then Roman Reigns. I mean, how many fucking Raws did we sit through to watch Roman Reigns get booed viciously? I mean, suffering succotash indeed. So the point is AEW struck right at the right time. There was a vulnerability, there was a thirst. For a true alternative, Uh, people weren't getting what they wanted from uh, ROH. It it was owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Um, Impact Wrestling was harder and harder to find on the television, or the telly, as they say in the UK. So there you effing have it. (sighs) I was just watching a video uh, early this morning about... um, uh, the Nightmare Collective, which was like this really bad AEW storyline from the first, you know, six months of the promotion, it it was like Brandy Rhodes and Awesome Kong and um, some other lady, and then Luther was in it, and it's funny because it I can't I can barely remember that. In fact, I hardly, I don't really remember it at all. Um, so, so forth and so on. So here's the deal, folks. All this wrestling stuff we can get all excited about. You know, I can do video after video, you can watch video after video, I can listen to Dave Meltzer and give you my take on what his take is, and telephone, telegraph, telewrestler, all these things going on, accusations and so forth, um, about certain wrestlers and their photographs with their mustaches, all these things are happening, and it's all well and good, but at some point, um, I have to take care of myself, I have to honor my own talents. I have to, uh, take my responsibility now. I mean, I've put the time into my wonderful book, A Distance from Avalon *When the Dying and the Dead, uh, now available in hardcover as well as the paperback version you just saw. Uh, and, and now I'm the writer of this wonderful young adult sports novel, Fighter, Play Basketball. I'm very happy with, uh, it came out so wonderfully. Um, you know, my friend, uh, Benny Scala with a nice uh, opening page and everything. So I'm just spending so much time with my own creativity, my own intelligence, writing wonderful stories that can greatly influence people's lives for the better. And then I look at something like um, the pro wrestling world, where it's all a bunch of egomaniacal individuals uh, cutting their foreheads open for the enjoyment of 12 year olds. Um, You know, having sex with what they call rats, okay? How deplorable is that? And you're asking me of my intelligence to care about these wrestlers? Well, I've kind of lost my smile when it comes to these individuals. I've defended these wrestlers uh, my whole life. I've defended the sport of professional wrestling my whole life. And if they're going to wrestle plastic dolls in Japan and nine-year-old girls in Japan, Um, and stick their thumbs up each other's buttocks in California, I don't know if this is something that I need to defend or if I want to defend, quite honestly. I mean, if they're not going to treat that ring uh, like the sacred battleground that it is, and if all these podcast guys want to give away all these industry secrets and... and and tell us how the sausage is made, well, you don't need a real intelligent pro wrestling aficionado like myself to chime in every goddamn week, now do you? Uh, You know, I just, I can't do it. I can't carry the weight of intelligent wrestling conversation on my back uh, much longer, okay? Or on on this regular basis. I have to do what's best for me, Uh, The pro wrestling industry has had its opportunity to hire me as a creative writer. They failed in that opportunity. And now I'm going to uh, take care of my needs, my uh, demands, my intelligence. And in this pro wrestling world, um, uh, full of these uh, false promises, okay, uh, it's beneath me, all right? So um, I'm advocating this position Um, I will, this is the final AEW Apologist video, number 30. Uh, if you've only seen a few of these, you can go back on the Monty and the Pharaoh YouTube channel, and I appreciate them giving me this opportunity for this forum for these 30 weeks. You can watch every single, uh, AEW Apologist video. You can go over to subscribe to Mike Messier YouTube channel, see plenty of clips from wrestling, my interviews with Bob Backlund, my interviews with Sandman, my, my good friend, Ox Baker. And you and John Cronus, the Wrestling Sun movie, you can explore all the wonderful things. Uh, but as far as me, Mike Messier, I have to concentrate on my own talents as a writer, my own talents as an actor, my own talents as a as a human being in society, um, and w- what I'm going to do. And I've uh, discussed this with the Monte Nefero uh, board of of uh, members. Is I'm going to. Uh, Hand my uh, spot, so to speak, to a very worthy uh, dis- uh, historian of pro wrestling. This historian of pro wrestling will be starting here on this very Monty in the Pharaoh Fa- Fa- YouTube channel next week. He will be just. Dis-